Warning, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are based on psychic impressions and true life events that may be potentially frightening and or disturbing to some viewers. Any of the information that is shared in this production should not replace the advice of medical professionals and is intended for general purposes only. Viewer discretion is advised. You're late. You're late for a very important date. You're Sorry. late. You're late. You're late for an important date. Jeez. Uh, Chastity? Yes? What's the name of this recording? Down the rabbit hole. <laughs> you said hole. Ask me why. Why? <laughs> because this episode features Engineer of the Soul, which is Jessica May. Ooh, fancy. Yes. So in this episode, we will be bringing on Jessica. We did an interview with her. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, you guys, the audio, we had to switch from our normal uh, audio source to Zoom. So it might be, the audio might be a little bit more downgraded than this current um, recording. But trust me, it's worth listening to. Definitely want to hang in there. She talks about things like, you know, her awakening and her processes and different things she's went through, um, basically her origin story, because all of our guests that we're having on in this season will be talking about their origin story. So you definitely want to hang around and check that out. But first, I guess we can go ahead and jump right into what we experienced or things that's kind of happened in the last week or two since we recorded and tell you guys some trippy things. First sizzle. Emily. Emily. That's yeah. your new name I'm calling you. Emily. People have called me that before. Well, now I guess I know why, but it, yeah, Emily. I spell it different too. Um, <laughs> what is your experience or experiences or psychic impressions? Because we're going to kind of, we are moving in. This is like the midpoint though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know I'm jumping, but this is the midpoint of the season for the most part. And it'll make a lot of sense in a little bit too. But we're going to be talking a little bit more about psychic stuff. And we might have a little, we're definitely going to keep true to our paranormal roots. But I think we're going to talk about some of our intuitive impressions. Yeah. So let's let's uh, start off with Emily's impressions and experiences. Okay. So I had a few things. Well, okay. So first, after we did the recording with Jessica, I had a negative entity pop into my office through the window and he was like, I'm going to cause you some problems. And I was like, no, the hell you're not. You better get out or you're going to be in trouble. And uh, how to get my guides to kick him out. And then like a day or two ago, I had this crackhead, like, uh, what do you calls it? Poltergeist thing come into my bedroom and it was staring at me at the foot of my bed, just like creepily, but like, I don't know. He had crackhead energy. And I feel like he was manifested from one of the crackheads from yonder where I live. And yeah. I had to kick him out. But that one was harder to kick out. He just kept coming back. And I was like, why do you keep coming back? And right. I didn't get an answer because, well, he's a crackhead. But, yeah, I was able to kick that one out, too. 
Oh. I don't think it was human. No, it wasn't. For sure. Was not yeah. human. It was like a combobulate because you she messaged me, y'all, and I was like, look. She was talking about its teeth, and I'd seen its teeth. It has these big square, like Jim Carrey in the mask cartoon square jagged <laughs> teeth. Yeah. That's what I saw, and it, yeah, it wasn't human. It was like a compilation of different emotions and like experiences. Yep, or doodles. And then to die, I got a comment on my YouTube channel. And uh, someone validated one of my predictions that I had. So it was the one where I was talking about like growing your own like microgreens and stuff and having like emergency stuff because you're never going to know when it's going to snow 10 feet and you're going to be stuck inside your houses. And I guess that part like came true. So yeah. Yeah. And we've talked about that too, like in the podcast beforehand, like how important it is and we're not a quote-unquote conspiracy theory channel, but this is like common sense preparedness. And we want to, you know, everybody, you want to be ready. You want to have some type of stock of food and water, and like, you really are going to need it this year. Because things are going to get a little cray-cray. Mm -hmm. Especially with the weather, because I think we're in La Nina, but don't hold me to it. But if we are, you know, that means we're going to have really bad weather and storms and stuff. So that includes winter storms, and then we're going to have really bad summer storms. So like tornadoes, hurricanes, stuff like that. Yeah, I agree. I think we're going to get, I think in one of my predictions, um, we're going to get, the Carolinas are going to get a direct hit in the hurricane season. And I mean, I might be wrong, but it's going to be a big hurricane. It's going to fuck some shit up i mean considering the prophecy stuff we've been seeing with water and flooding that's gonna be a huge thing this year i feel yeah and i actually it's it's interesting that we got a lot of that because before i didn't i didn't know about because i'm still i do astrology but it's a lot to keep up with as people may know and i wasn't aware of saturn moving into pisces until the last like month and a half and pisces is representative of water and i find it really really cool that and cool but also like eh, where people are like i just had a water dream last night and didn't even correlate that it was a water dream until we were talking like before we press record and all these things that are happening with water is um it tend and even just actually even mentioned that in the water in Pisces season, everything gets watery. She literally talked about that. I just remembered mm -hmm. that from the recording because we recorded a week prior. So it's been a week. Yep. But um, yeah, so water is on the forefront and it could be lack of water or restraints around water because of Saturn. It could be water poisoning. It could be overuse of water, like ocean water. There's going to be a lot of things about water. Yep. Which water is where life is created, evidently. So mm -hmm. some people call it God, but is it <laughs> right? And it's a transformative thing because water, you know, can exist in three states: solid, liquid, or gas. So water is very transformative, and we are in a transformative period. Everyone, you may feel like um, it's the end of the world mm -hmm. in the next three years. Like it's going to, it's it's going to kind of feel that way sometimes, and it already has. Um. So it's very interesting. <laughs> Funny enough, I just saw Tom McDonald's new uh, song and it's called Into the World. <laughs> <laughs> he did this whole thing with some guy I can't remember. And I, I don't know him because he's a country singer, but cause I'm almost a full-fledged metalhead. <laughs> so, so, yeah. so Chasate, do you have any experiences for this week? 
Yeah, I had an interesting dream last night that a shipping container boat capsized in port, like pretty much almost sank. It can't sink in port generally because it's too shallow completely, but it capsized and like spilled all of its contents out. That was really interesting. And I had another dream. Um, I can't remember what it is now, but it was fairly significant. I'm starting to have much more vivid uh dreams at this time which is interesting because we're in a waning moon phase and this is the time of rest and pisces like in general in the zodiac we're in pisces so our zodiac year is getting ready to start in the next few days so definitely i hope everybody got some rest uh, mental rest even if they felt like they needed to be doing something by the time this episode drops we'll either be in aries in our new zodiac year or we will um will be a couple days away and so yeah it's new beginnings so we want to treat this as such and plan your year out according to the zodiac and it may be helpful that's kind of what i think is happening with my intuitive nature because once you get in with like lunar energies you just tap into cosmic energy now one thing i do want to talk about is dylan round's case because I had, I don't know if I've really had any paranormal experiences this week, to be 100% honest. Because I've done like a whole week of light cleansing. And I don't mean light, I mean like L-I-G-H-T. Um, so I've kept a lot of energy out of my space. I've been resting as much as possible, my brain to gear up for the next chapter, the next phase. Is how I look at it, of life. Um, but the Dylan Rounds case is very interesting. I did um some collaborative channeling and just off the record with a particular individual and uh, we talked about kind of what we saw with dylan and everything and uh i don't know if anybody's familiar with the dylan round case but it's the case where the young boy he was 19 and he had bought a farm i believe was it in idaho no it was in utah and uh, he ended up going missing and his parents have been looking for him and they arrested a suspect on gun charges. Well, this past like couple in the past couple weeks, somehow, some way there has been um, proof that this guy like enough proof without reasonable doubt to charge him with murder. The guy they had arrested. He's like a 50 some year old drunk alcoholic. Well, during this channeling and this was back in May and so June it had to be probably in may or june of last year because i was looking back through my um information and this um chat and everything i sent well i see dylan rounds being found in a wash and if y'all are not familiar some people that live on the east coast may not know what a wash is but a wash is basically a area out in a desert like land uh where when it rain where it don't, doesn't rain a lot the rain actually makes these massive violent rivers because where it just rains ever so often just rolls across the ground and then out into these channels and i see his body under a pile of rocks and like his arms hanging out and i see um like a blue a dark blue like flannel like um shirt that has those like checkers on it and i see his like arm being exposed but of course it wouldn't be like um i try to keep this as pg as possible flesh there anymore but i can see what he's wearing and he's under a pile of like mud rocks and debris with a couple little sprigs of something that looks similar to grass because i am an east coaster so that's a totally different landscape than i'm used to um and evidently they found dylan round's truck 
tracks in a wash because washes don't fill with water but ever so often because these places don't get but rain maybe a few days a year or something like that or like a really good rain if they're lucky because you know we've been experiencing a lot of droughts out west until here recently which unfortunately that's uh, really sad about what's happened but at the same time uh we needed that rain to keep people with water so another thing related to water um but back to dylan they found the truck tracks and the truck had been moved and like there was all kinds of stuff that had been moved um around the scene of the crime the guy was actually there cleaning up after dylan left right under the cops noses and they found a video of the man using like a weapon and stuff like that well i see three people involved and i don't know if that's me as the third person like a third person perspective but i feel like there's somebody else that knows something that would may have been there i think um he got hit in the head with something like an object and then he was shot that's what i felt like i know this isn't necessarily predictive this is stuff i talked about last year but i thought it to be important because I'm kind of into true crime a little bit. I'm not really deep into it, but I do follow big cases and stuff and write down my impressions. And I just found it to be interesting that they've released that information. Um, so the court case is definitely going to be something else and they're probably going to air it. And I think somebody else is going to come forward with information about Dylan Rounds. And I, I had the number 10 associated with them finding his body. Um, I don't know if that's the 10th day, the 10th month that he's been missing. Like they may find Dylan next month. If that's the case, I think he'll be, or maybe this month they may find him. I don't know, but there's something associated with the number 10 with his, his body. Cause his parents want him home. You know, they want to bury him properly and give him a proper burial. It's a really sad case. Um, but I just wanted to throw that out there. That was kind of validating for me. And then something else i've talked about um i did not put it in my prediction video because i went and looked but i wrote it down and spirit kept screaming it at me it was war in china emily says i may have talked about it here before but it seems like we're inching closer to that which wasn't even thought of back in january people were like no not at all we don't it's russia 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 ukraine but mm, i don't know because of the whole russia um chinese and taiwan situation so yeah y'all don't know about that you might want to uh do a little research because things are changing fast yeah like really fast um so be prepared guys because we are going to go through a transformation period uh cycle we are at the end of a cycle which which is related to death but we know death is just a transformative word so um yeah, yeah. Get ready to say goodbye to TikTok. <laughs> yeah, that was, oh yeah, that brings that up. Yeah. So TikTok is on the fringe. And that's another thing as Spirit was telling me, we're going to, something's going to change about the way we communicate. This is in my prediction video. So we have massive change about the something around our communications. I wasn't sure what that meant, but I did say around our national security and stuff like that. And now they're doing that with TikTok. So, mm -hmm. I think our like our predictions and things and it's not just us we're not doing this we can't take you know the credit for this this is passed on to us by spirit higher vibrational beings and i think it's a way for us to all be prepared i'm not saying run out and buy all the bread and the milk and you also have the bank like the small banks being like filtered out and collapsing there's a whole like scandal about that there's a lot of shit going on guys so yeah 
That's kind of what I wanted to talk about you know, this week. I'm still convinced that the stock market, I feel like in a few years that shit's going to be phased out and there's not going to be stocks. Well, the stock market's being more exposed now than ever because of the small banks. Yeah, so I'm going to stick to my guns and say the stock markets are going to cease to exist in the distant future. It's a possibility, but once that happens, they will cause a glo global, global collapse on purpose because the stock markets run by very rich people that pull. It's like a puppet. It's puppeted. It's not an actual way to measure things. Mm -hmm. People can disagree, listen to this and disagree with me, but I mean, that's exactly what they're talking about right now because how is the stock market up 500 points in the next day? All these small banks you know, they get taken their trade, got, got their trades taken away or got put them on halt because like they went from $210 to zero. Yeah. So there's a lot of things happening. They're trying to crash. I think the dollar to go everything to go uh, like electronic. Yep. And that's kind of what they're wanting to do, which is already a lot that way. A lot of places don't even accept cash and it's really ticks me off. Mm -hmm. Luckily up here, I haven't had that experience. Well, I mean, I, I don't think it's as much around here in our place as it is like out west. Uh. More, um, I think it's, and I'm not trying to get political here, but it seems like it's happening more in Democratic-run states. And my state is technically a Democratic-run state, but you still have lots and lots of reds and stuff. But I don't want to get into the political conversation because I don't truly don't care about either side. Um, I learned yeah, I don't give a shit about none of that because it's all an illusion. And if you find yourself being stuck with your opinions of our nation being um, surrounded by government, nay, nay, it's all more illusion based. Yeah, it does affect us in a way, a lot of ways, because they make our laws. But this fight, they have to create the good guy and the bad guy. They have to draw these dividing lines. And if you're stuck in that place, maybe it's time to think outside of the box because it is human created problems yeah change doesn't happen in a massive way we're taught that and i'm i'm deconstructing that completely change changing people's minds and stuff doesn't happen in a massive one push way it can with a lot of money but what about individuals like us that are just normal people yeah change happens on a small level one person to another another word of mouth in communities like people on youtube that's why you're getting censored that's why, I mean, there's a lot going on with that. So y'all can call me a conspiracy theorist if not. But guess what? All those conspiracies are being proven now. <laughs> so <laughs> eat that, motherfuckers. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah, down the rabbit hole. Hey, named appropriately. So, mm -hmm. mm, mm. But yeah, I think that's it. I think I need to get off my soapbox. I, they come and no comment. Lock me in a mountain. Yeah, they gonna come lock me in the mountain like eleven. And then talked about that too today. So well, to shut the fuck up. Now that you said it on a podcast, it'll <laughs> less likely happen because you said it, and now people will think about it. Yep. So if I go missing, just know, or if I end up like dead, just know that they come. They got me. Mm -hmm. They got me and the fiance. So I mean. Uh, I f I'm not even worried for myself because I feel like people would just say I'm crazy and a lot of people will just agree. <laughs> <laughs> right? 
<laughs> it's possible. Oh, yeah, they'll make you crazy, too. Mm-hmm. They don't want to push, like, important things on the news. They just want to say, podcaster, you know, da-da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. Crazy, da-da-da-da-da. Yep. Anyways. All right. So, now that we've uh, covered our shizzle, <laughs> we are going to get out of our rabbit hole and go down a different rabbit hole and meet up with Jessica May, a.k.a. Engineer of the Soul. And here is our interview. All right, everybody, we have Jessica today with Engineer of the Soul. She is an intuitive healer and mindfulness teacher, and she is our special guest today. So we have a few questions for her, but first she is going to introduce herself and her business and what she does. So Jessica, you have the floor. Hi, hi there. My name is Jessica May Bloom. I am the creative ethereal officer of Mindful Progression LLC, where I am beginning to create some containers for different groups of people and different pieces of my soul um, that have all funneled into my higher purpose of helping raise the collective consciousness and making the world a better place, being the change I wish to see, being the witch I wish to see in the world. And we need that. We We need that. Yes, I agree. That's awesome. Very, very awesome. And today Thank we're going to... Thank you so much for having me, by the way. Oh. I'm really excited about this. I've been really excited about this since we first spoke. I mean, we had quite an intense conversation about some of our experiences. And it was just almost spooky how much we had in common. That it is. We're both fairly, I think, multifaceted individuals. Even Emily, we all do all different kinds of things. And I think that's what makes the world a really super fucking awesome place. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Yeah. So, um, so today we're kind of wanting to learn a little bit more about your origin story and kind of what got you into the spiritual field and, you know, just some information. So, yeah. So, I mean, this, um, my origin story really spans back from when I was a small child and just fascinated with fairies and reading books on fairies uh, and all the different kinds of fairies. Um, I was with my mom when she visited a psychic when I was about age seven, maybe six, seven. And she was getting a reading done after my great-grandfather had passed away. So when I was just kind of sitting there playing, you know, I wasn't really paying too much attention. Probably in my little child mind, I was like, this is boring and stupid. And I don't want you want to be here. Um, and I remember the psychic like calling me over and she was like, you know, just asking me, I don't remember the exact questions that she asked me, but I remember vividly telling her about these lights that I would see at night. Lights at midnight. It's funny. Um, oh wow but, yeah <laughs> but like when i'd be going to bed at night i used to see like these like little lights and they would just be like out of the corner of my eye and, and like I'd, i would never be able to look at them fully on um 
and they weren't giant or anything. They were just like these little tiny lights. And um, then she was telling me that I could speak spirits. And uh, she's looking at my hand and she was making comments about all these different things that were in my palm. Um, and it was very frightening to me as a kid. I was right. like, I don't want to be able to talk to spirits. Like, I don't yeah. want them to be able to talk to me. Like, I, and then as she was like, you know, like with your, your great grandfather, for example, you know, or there's these spirits that would love to communicate with you and all the stuff. And I was just like, so scared of that. And I, I've lived a pretty rough life, pretty traumatic one. Um, and I've overcome a lot of adversity. I've put myself in a lot of really, really hard positions just to see if I could get out of them, I think. Right. Uh, and successfully have like pretty much all of them. So I just have a ton of experience. And um, my spirit animal is a black panther since nice. I was a kid. Yeah. So I just, uh, I find myself like, most comfortable in the like in between in the liminal spaces of uh, in between things. So I'm glad that I get to be lucky enough to be your 15th episode right in the middle. Yep, that's where I like to be. Yep, absolutely. And it was definitely by design. I will go ahead and say it was by design. Yes, <laughs> yes I love that engineering of our engineer of the soul. <laughs> it works out perfect. <laughs> Yeah, it does because, like, well, that's the point of Soul Engineering, which is the, the name of the program. Um, my Instagram handle is at engineer.ofthesoul. So that's where I am currently hosting a March Mindfulness Madness Challenge, which I am just doing some free guided meditation at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is where I'm up in upstate New York, which is a pretty spooky place. Yeah. Uh, especially this time of the year. Yes, I would love to come up there. I want to go to um, Lilydale. Yes. Oh, I would love to take you to Lilydale. I've never been there myself. So I want to go. <laughs> Let's do it. That would be so fun. Actually, yeah, I'm, I've talked to quite a few people. Like, I could honestly get like a like a very large group of people to go there. I, I'm sure of it. Like, oh, I, I want to go there. Yeah, yeah, just like run a bus. <laughs> that would be awesome yeah they're open up yeah. i know they're closed in the winter time but i think they're open up more in the summer and i just want to go i just want to feel the place because it's you know full of people like us that resonate with our you know what type of work that we do yeah and uh definitely one of the things that i have been um you know they're just like very energetically sensitive so throughout the last six months um so i mean like to, back to my origin story, I mean, I would experience things that were, um, I just had like a lot of resistance and fear towards like paranormal things that were happening. Um, <clears throat> nobody was like telling me that it was like, you know, encouraging me or like saying like, this is okay or <clears throat> explaining any of this stuff. So I just like immediately was more drawn to the darker aspect of the, you know, the balance or uh, the grand scheme of things. And um i think that's like about like 11 was when i first got a book of shadows and that one was pretty dark uh and then my best friend's mom took it away from her and told her that she couldn't hang out with me anymore uh but we're still best friends so that didn't work out right (laughs) it never does there's always that one friend you have yeah there's always that one friend (laughs) 
There really is. I actually have a couple of those friends, but we are ever still to this day, like friends. There's two of them. There's three of us. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. Yeah, I had a straw. So my thing was astrology. My second cousin, she was older than me. So she was my mom's first cousin left like this big fat astrology book at my house. And it just sat there and like we didn't have Internet because I'm I'm almost 36. So I will had the pleasure of being raised without the Internet you know, like 80s baby, 90s growing up. So we had to entertain ourselves. So this big fat astrology book just like kept calling to me and I had to look into it. And I was trying to learn how to like cast charts at 12. And so that was kind of my experience in relation oh, I love that. getting into it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you oh, know, that's awesome. Yeah. It's interesting because, you know, growing up in the 80s and the 90s and stuff like you were taught to fear all that people didn't talk about yeah. paranormal you know it was just something we didn't talk about like here i've said this before but like here in the appalachian area if we see something outside per se or whatever even in the house we just like go inside shut the door mind our business type <laughs> yeah dude yeah so that's like up here too like we because it's like people are actually very fearful of the uh because and yes and it's kind of like don't stoke the fire kind of like and it won't be as scary if you don't think about it but then it's just like wrapping under all these layers of fear so yeah it was hard to get through all of that um yeah. i'm glad we both were able to and that all three of us were able i don't know emily if you experienced that too or like just like that um, easiness yeah i mean my house where i grew up in general I always felt uneasy in, but I never yeah. knew why. <laughs> so yeah, but my yeah. parents were this always like, crazy. "Oh, we don't feel it either." So it's in your head. Yeah, yeah. making you think you're crazy. Yeah, Emily had a pretty, pretty wild uh, house. She grew up in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, in the same kind of general area, I guess you could say. Y'all are fairly close together. I could say. Yeah. Same kind of area and whatnot. And I grew up in the same place. So all of my stuff, I think for me, I can relate to you with trauma. I think trauma plays mm -hmm. a key role in how we experience paranormal things. And the more trauma that you have as a child, it is said to basically like the trauma that you experience allow, you know, people disassociate from themselves when they experience trauma in the household growing up or whatnot and other things too. And by disassociating yourself, they say that people actually start to pick up sixth sense to be able to deal with um, that trauma and that, you yeah. know, yeah. So that's, I agree with that. I think that there are, there's, there's only a couple different ways that you can really um, fully access your extra senses. And one of them is 100% through trauma and um that can be a huge catalyst for somebody to seek out and um begin to lay the foundational building blocks for a massive spiritual awakening either like later on in life once they start healing and they start coming out of survival mode uh, yeah. because they uh just become really thirsty for knowledge and understanding why 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 uh, that's kind of partially where I got, or like, you know, and, it, and when you go through like a dark night of the soul, for example, usually upon like 
exiting that is when you really get hit with some insane spiritually downloaded like crazy next level of consciousness like you're in a new realm of consciousness exactly Uh, so you get really good at like crafting uh safety matrices for your soul and your perception and your awareness to keep you safe in those situations so um you know once you are no longer in fight or flight mode and you're not in fear mode you're now like in create mode so i think a lot of this stuff comes from uh your energy field it has to do with your energy fields and what you are attracting and the kinds of experiences that you are attracting, whether they be low vibrational or high vibrational. And if you learn how to create, how humans create vibrations, then you can utilize both low and high uh, vibrations and frequencies in order to achieve different sets of uh, outcomes. So, uh, it's really disturbing though, you know, I'm sure maybe like you, you became a very, I know I became very disillusioned with how like the fabric of reality itself after doing yeah. so much research, especially in the past six months, uh, I've just been, I've been working with a conscious business coach who was a former monk and lived in a monastery for years. Awesome. Uh, so he is very, very, very psychic. <laughs> Uh, one That's of the amazing. most psychic people I've ever met. And uh, also, you know, just feeding myself with the knowledge that I knew needed that was going to help me heal and help me help other people heal. So meditation was huge. And uh, so that's why I'm doing this March Mindfulness Madness Challenge because it's like, you know, everybody should meditate. Um, and I think that in certain times, people will get into a really good groove of something and then they'll unlock something when inside of them that maybe they weren't really fully prepared for, which is kind of a partially what happened to me. And so right. then they might like contract for a little while to like do some like integration and digesting of like whatever they just unlocked. Uh, yeah. And so the spiritual journey is not a, it's not a fucking like sprint marathon. It's like you, you really have to like take it in chunks and yeah. like really, really digest it. And so it takes years and years to finally fully integrate some experiences. Um, and it's so nice when it fully happens too, because usually it's just like a breath of fresh air and just like a nice realization where you're just like, oh, I integrated that thing. When did that happen? Exactly. Yeah. And it's a good point to say that, you know, there's a lot of toxicity around like spirituality and like positive you know positive toxicity and i i don't take you for the type of person that would be like everything's fine it'll be okay like you can't teach people that way because we don't live in a perfect world where everything's always positive so you really need both like being able to experience and understand both sides of the spectrum is like great and being able to do what you do and you know helping people understand and like you know build up their spirituality yeah because it gets really lonely and uh, like incredibly disorienting when there's so many different modalities for healing uh right now i'm currently working with a reiki teacher to learn reiki uh he is his name is ian gibbs and you can find him on ig at align.ig 
he is one of the most incredibly um i i feel like men probably hate it when i call them this but he's one of the most magical people <laughs> they're like can't you find like a more manly like because like he's very um just strong willed and um like his morals and ethics and authenticity and he's just like completely real you know so he's been a really great person to help me ground this whole spiritual kundalini uh mind expansion i mean i've heard people call it so many different things over the past six months during my research uh to launch this program that like i feel like there's at least like five ways to say every single thing and i just always try to say it all (laughs) absolutely perceptions everything and you know we all have different perceptions to be able to associate with the people that we're supposed to associate with in life we're not all meant to see the things the same way we're not all meant to experience things the same way because the world would be a very boring place right yeah and it's so beautiful to see uh everyone in their own individualistic nature and as well as uh once you read us reach a certain point in your spiritual journey you will if i mean and i'm not recommending this for everyone but um ego death is a really big part of being able to tap deep 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 into uh shadow work in order to really like get through the the initiations that you are presented with throughout your spiritual journey and those look kind of similar and like a little bit different for everybody right there's like a cue there's like a few like key things that kind of seem to um unfold pretty you know across the board so whatever modality people are drawn to i really just hope to like inspire them to like dive deep into that uh so for me it's like what I call intuitive healing sessions. So they're much like Reiki sessions because although I'm not, um, I don't have like a Reiki one certification. Um, I study a lot about Reiki. And so the only difference between me and somebody that has taken and is certified is that they've been given the symbols by a Reiki master. Um, there's online classes. I could be certified. I could be a Reiki master certified by the end of this weekend if I really wanted to be, you know, right. like online. Yeah. Uh, so I chose specifically somebody that I know has been going and doing, uh, that's been working with their Reiki master uh, and teacher for seven years. And so they have a really uh, strong appreciation for that and has, has like really crafted their energy over the course of a long time. So um i think that's something that people should take into consideration with when they are finally ready to like step out of hermit mode and into uh again maybe the fool archetype of like i'm ready to uh get back out there and you know i'm like willing to learn i'm willing to change because you have to be both in order to create sustainable real change right um and so then you start seeking out some real mentorship. I mean, our books, and that's what I did. I, I did both. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, books are great, but I, I do think that in certain, like, and I love reading books. I'd much, I'd much rather learn from a book than I'd rather learn from a human, but humans have definitely been able to help me integrate way more information than a book has. So, yeah, with experience. I mean, you can read yeah. a book 
they give you like a foundational experience and it gives you a different perspective because when you read a book, you're sitting with your own perspective and having to dissect the perspective of the person that's writing the book. Right. So do you have any significant paranormal or spiritual experiences that stand out from your past and how has that shaped you into who you are today? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is going to be quite the story and, you know, this is something that I'm actually not fully integrated yet. So um, I've had so many paranormal or supernatural experiences from, um, I would say that some of the most profound ones came from, um, DMT usage from smoking DMT and I've done that twice uh but the one and I've actually integrated fully both of those experiences finally uh one of them was actually pretty scary so um now I'm like really happy to say that like they both totally feel integrated within me uh but the one that I'm currently working through is uh back in October well, back in September, so let's like go back a month leading up to this day in October. I was taking a zero to mastery Python, how to code in Python course. And I got all the way through the course and I woke up in the morning on like a random Tuesday. And it was like four o'clock in the morning. I just felt this incredibly weird pain in my side. It was like the weirdest pain I'd ever felt, but like, I was like, okay, well, like, you know, my digestive system has been kind of messed up for a couple weeks and like, um, you know, like I'm about to get my period. So who knows, but I couldn't go back to sleep and it just kind of like slowly got worse and worse and worse. So fast forward 35 hours later, I've gaslit myself this entire time and not thinking I have appendicitis when I have every single symptom of appendicitis. And at this point, it's like three o'clock in the morning or I don't even know. It's like in the afternoon and like, I'm like messaging my daughter Luna's father. And I'm like, no, I think that you should probably come get her. Um, I'm going to need to go to the hospital. I'm like starting to throw up and like, I have the chills and so I need to go. And so I drove myself to the hospital and it was, I wasn't there for very long before they're like, we're going to take your appendix out. <laughs> we like ran some tests and like, you know, it's got to go. So the anesthesiologist was really creepy and he like came in and he was like unusually like cheerful for the situation. And he really reminded me of a jester. And he was like, I was crying because I, I just get really scared about um, being put under. <laughs> and I think that's a funny thing that they say, but um, I don't like anesthesia. It just freaks me out. So I was crying and he says, fear not, I see tears. I'm going to make you forget that you were even on this planet in a second. And he's like rushing around because there was like, for whatever reason, we're like rushing in the emergency. I mean, I guess like it wasn't because of me. It was just like, because they were busy, <laughs> like that they were rushing. I'm like, why are we rushing? Like, can we just take a second to just like not rush? Like, <laughs> I wake up and it was just a little bit like disorienting, but, um, I got my I got my report back and I noticed in the in the surgery report that there was like a timeout during the surgery and there was also uh 
I was administered Narcan at some point because they must have given me too much of this anesthesia or something. And so like I stopped breathing for a little bit. Um, and I just like felt that my, me- I don't like remember any experience from this, but I got a very strong knowing that my spirit guides were like, Hey, like you're not doing what you need to be doing. Like you, we told you back in 2013, which was when I had a very profound, my first profound, beautiful, very, very beautiful experience with DMT. And uh, they're like, we told you all the way back then, like what it is you should be doing and you're not doing it. And like, you're trying to like fit in these corporate jobs, like as a purchasing manager, quality management specialist, or like supply chain specialist, X, Y, Z, like these are not, what you should be doing <laughs> and it's just like out of alignment with your soul's purpose so uh, that happened and i also forgot to mention that while i was learning how to code in python i was also reading a book because i'd be reading books a lot i mean i go through books like crazy because uh, i don't like hang out with people i just like really prefer to read um and the book is called samadhi the unity of consciousness and existence and it is more of the Western philosophy, or sorry, the Eastern philosophy, the Eastern philosophy of spiritual enlightenment and how to obtain samadhi, which is like nirvana or like ultimate enlightenment, you know, all these things. So um, that was like really, uh, they were talking about like chakras and existence and consciousness and awareness. And so I came up with this really great idea that I wanted to create like a program or something where I was going to be explaining consciousness with computer programming concepts and like terms. And I was like, this is so good. This is such a great idea. And I've never seen anybody really do it. So I wanted to call it Coder Consciousness. But when I started trying to do code your consciousness like i was just getting dragged into like the energetics of something like this um and i just found myself to be completely too illogical to even put this thing together so and like my business coach is like you're trying to do like three different things right now so it was like code your consciousness soul engineering which is more of like the spiritual component. And I think code your consciousness and uh, soul engineering are really like intrinsically like wrapped around each other. So you need like the framework of code your consciousness. And then you also need the like, so code your consciousness and like learning about things in like the systematic way, like really strips away any illusions that you have about the fabric of reality. When you get there, you will be so disturbed at like how that feels and looks and tastes and like, your, your, your physical senses cannot really handle that. So you have to be able to like re-illusion and redesign your reality in a way in your soul matrix, which is what I experienced it as in a vision, which I'm getting to. And this is like a real thing that like, I haven't really integrated yet. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, like, <laughs> this is so much. I'm, sorry. I'm excited, like, though. <laughs> it's a long-winded explanation, but I, I had, like, so, I mean, I just had a lot going on in my mind, and I was trying to, like, uh, do all of this research and 
like talk to all these different people and all these different like experts and mentors and all these things. I was just trying to synthesize all of this. Like, how am I going to tie this all together? Uh, so I kind of started sounding like a bit like a mad scientist. Uh, so anyways, it was the night of the cancer full moon back in January. And I won't ever forget this full moon experience because I was just sitting up here in my little witch's study, which is up in my attic. And uh, I've got like all my witchcrafty things and it's super cute up here. Uh, and I was just sitting up here and I was staring off into the distance and I was just kind of like dragged almost into this like dark space. And in this dark space, there came to the center of it, this geometric shape and it was like a 3d shape i don't even know what kind of shape it was but it was like rotating and it was white bright lights of like a shape and then very slowly this disgusting black tar looking like substance started to encase this entire shape all along the lines of it not like where the space was in between but just like all along the lines of it and so it wasn't white light like geometric shape anymore it was just covered in this disgusting like black so i like pulled this shape like closer to me so i could like really look at it and when i got really close to it i could see like in it like all the most most horrible fucked up things like humanity has ever been responsible for or complicit in um, everything that and like humanity in general is like the evilness that is inside of every single human. I was like there experiencing it all, all at one time. Oh, wow. That's crazy. It was so overwhelming that I, I like came out of like this vision, but I could still feel this black goo and it felt like it was all inside of me. And, like, it was, like, making my skin feel, like, prickly, like, uh, and then it, like, it rose up, like, up into my neck to the point where I felt like I was, like, physically drowning. I literally felt like I was drowning in air, and I actually reached out to my Reiki teacher, and I was, like, I don't know what's happening to me. I feel like I'm drowning. And we had, like, this brief conversation, and we had a little session, and, like, he had helped me kind of work through that. But like for three days, I thought that I had sincerely, like, I was like, Oh great. So all this like spirituality and mindset training that I've just been like drilling into my brain and like all this meditating, all this great stuff that I've been doing for myself has like literally broke my brain. That's great. Great. I'm, I'm, I'm like literally crazy now. Wonderful. Like no, I approach everything not. like super like rationally, like from a scientific perspective. And oh, that's how I've okay. always like, approach spirituality you can really take it from a logical point of view like coach your consciousness or you can take it from a more illogical place like soul engineering and it doesn't matter which way you go and you will go from one point all the way around in a circle until you're at the same exact point and if you go the other way it's the same thing's going to happen you're going to run right back into yourself no matter which way you go so um if you're experiencing any fear with like wanting to tap into your spirituality then that is a really good sign that you have some internal work to do before you get to that level like you aren't ready and you should listen to that and you should like investigate as to what is inside of you that is not allowing you to tap in 
and drop right. it into your full potential. That's a beautiful way of explaining it. And I like the I like the analytical, you know, psychological way that you're able to say all this because it makes a lot of sense because M and I can tell you like that experience you had is the experiences we have experienced in this like dark, you know, third eye place, but also yeah. M and I experiences experience other people's stuff like this and what you it's so interesting that you said about how you saw like all the negative traits of people well when you talk about demons or demonic entities it's commonly known that each individual demon represents a certain trait or negative aspect of a person and i mean em can tell you too she's experienced things like that jessica i was going to add on to what you were what you were saying about um how you felt like you were drowning and stuff yeah. And like when that I was go, terrible, when I go to certain places, that is how I feel. And it has to do with the thickness of energy that is in the yeah. area. Well, at least for me anyway, or like when I'm in an area where there's just a lot of people or there was or were a lot of people or just a place that has leftover yucky energy. I feel like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, it's interesting you say that because this is what, uh, so I was really studying alchemy and the hermetic principles at this time and applying that to my studies of witchcraft and elemental magic. And I'm also reading a book and I booked a session with Nevin Parr. You can find him on Instagram at Winged Shoes Publishing. And he's written two huge, like textbook worthy books one is on it's called the magus which uh the name of my cat is magus and um i've had my cat long before i ever knew about this book and he's actually named after a chrono trigger character which is a really old video game Uh, (laughs) right i I know that like (laughs) this is like how adhd happens it's okay Um, i'm adhd too (laughs) (laughs) so uh you know i i've always felt called to uh alchemy is a study and science like I said is very scientific person so uh, I was always drawn to and very working with the elements just has always come very naturally to me ever since I was a kid so this book is called the magus kundalini and the golden dawn a complete bridge between eastern and western philosophies on like, I don't remember the rest of it. I can go find it right now. But, like, you know, like, that's the the gist of it. Oh, so, I'm interested in that. You should go follow him. He books one-on-one sessions. I'm going to be meeting with him on the 20th. as when nice. I book my session for him. With him. And I've been kind of, like, a little nervous about it. Because he actually, his instagram page is what and his book that i ordered ended up ordering has what has allowed me to rest in my sanity and ground this incredible experience and integrate it because when that happened i experienced what felt for three days like and it kind of like persisted and still kind of does today even like happen where like uh certain people that i communicate with I can see so much more of myself in them than I was ever able to, or they see so much of me in them that 
Like, you know, so it happens both ways where people are like telling me that they're like psychically communicating with me. And these people are strangers. And I'm like, I don't know. And then like other people where I was like, I can read your thoughts. <laughs> and they're like, okay. <laughs> and I was like, I can read people's thoughts. And um, that was really unsettling to me because like the thing is about reading people's thoughts is that they're not real. Right. Well, like thoughts aren't real. Thoughts aren't real because you haven't manifested them into a physical reality thing. You haven't manifested it into the third, the, the 3D. So what I was sense. trying to do, and here's my manifestation process that I walk my clients through in my uh, program, Soul Engineering, because it's like, I say it's a three pillar program and pillar one is soul searching where we get into a comfortable, communicative relationship loving relationship unconditionally loving relationship with our inner child um to really like hone like our so i could find if there was like and that's why i do uh some natal chart interpretations as well as tarot uh but the natal chart interpretations i think really help people to uh look back and into their past and see like the little tiny glimmers of their purpose that they might have uh allowed the um, human experience to override and what I mean by that is that they were not willing to hold a vibration that resonates with whatever it was that they wanted for long enough and with enough intensity that it was attracted to them or that it was able to be brought into the same um, fields of existence yeah, And I know these are like really big words and I hope that they make all sense because this is why I've spent so much time like reading and learning about this stuff. But I, I, mean, I guess they're kind of subjective. You know what I mean? But Yeah, yeah, but that, I mean, it makes perfect sense to me. Like I, I'm completely picking up what you're putting down, but I understand that somebody may be newer to this. It might, you yeah. know, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, it's but it's so definitely to important words. A little bit, yeah, so like without like really big words and trying to like put this in the simplest terms as I possibly can and Absolutely. break this down for anybody is that if you're trying to manifest something, you only have to, like the way that humans create a vibration is the following steps. This is the secret. You have a thought and then you generate an intention about that thought and then you generate some feelings in that thought and then you bring it into the physical 3d reality with action and, and getting that thing into the actual well actually you don't like action can be inaction and a lot of times it is especially for women because they're supposed to be magnetic we're not actually supposed to be uh doing so much work <laughs> like we're just simply not meant for that right like we're just more meant to just be like these little like human orgones like generators that just like transmute energy just by right. being because that's what you do as a psychic medium yep you allow these energies to move through you and then when they do it can leave you very depleted that's why i have to have inappropriate and why healers should be paid and respected especially the energy healers uh i had a friend that was like yeah yeah i'm like doing these jobs and everything and like I'm like making all this money and I'm like, okay, so like now imagine for one second that you were just trying to sell somebody 
like some like internal like energy healing and like it was like kind of like intangible like you know and it was like kind of like this thing where like they would actually have to put forth a substantial amount of effort but it wouldn't feel like it because it would just be in alignment with everything that they are like how do you how do you quite like put that into words i don't and like you know make it marketable and then like it doesn't even feel right even marketing like something <laughs> i can so resonate been, with like, that I just like, so that's why I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to start doing what I really want to do at the bottom of all of this, which is to help people heal themselves and to create a community and to find my other people. And hello, I'm sorry that I'm here today. I did yes. it. We did it. Trob Bobs. Hashtag Trob Bobs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, super excited, for sure. Uh, to be here, I'm just like, and I mean, like, especially after having that experience back in October, because that yeah. was pretty like stupid. <laughs> I was not thrilled about that at all. When did when did me and you chat for the first time? It was probably around November, December, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. So it was shortly after. <laughs> yeah. So it was like in the Cancer full moon, actually, I think it must have been after January. I feel like it was after I had that experience. Yes, and you, you messaged when, like, me. Yeah, I, I, I sh- we should look at it and like see what it was. <laughs> I should listen to all those messages again. I don't yeah. even think I sound the same anymore. What did I say the last time we were chatting? I was like crazy Kundalini Jessica. <laughs> yeah, crazy Kundalini Jessica. Now this is business, uh, businesswoman Jessica. And then, yes. but I really like crazy Kundalini Jessica. <laughs> I really like crazy Kundalini Jessica too. And there has just been a lot of like crazy Kundalini Jessica will make very impulsive decisions. And it's actually because I called into, uh, Makali to help me overcome like these really strong limiting beliefs. So like at the heart of who I am, I am an extraordinary, I'm a, I'm a hyper spiritualist and I can resonate uh, with any deity, I guess, like in my, uh, I explain my religion in this final fantasy. And I've been telling people that I'm a red mage because I practice both dark magic and light magic. And, um, you know, and that's just, part of who I am like I I come from the darkness like I've been gifted way more darkness in my life than I've ever been given like gifted light and so I had to work to be an alchemist I had to work to be able to transmute it that was like not an, there was no other option there was no I other understand option. I understand like <laughs> I mean, it's interesting was, but not for me yeah, and it's interesting the way you explain that because I can actually resonate with that statement of where I was gifted way, like if I really wanted to, like, because I don't really practice very much. I just do candle work and I do energy work and I do resonate with the elements, but I was definitely gave a lot more darkness in life than positivity and it didn't come out in me until after my Saturn return. I can oh vibe. God, I just had that. I literally just had that, like uh, my official, official to the day. I uh, was in 29 degrees Aquarius. Oh, like, oh. <laughs> yeah. <It's, laughs> everything's brand new. In the sixth house. Too. Oh my God. I feel brand new. I feel like a new baby. I feel like I'm yep. like, oh. You feel innovative because if it was in Aquarius, it's right on that and shift to Pisces too. So you're actually on the cusp there. So it's very innovative and new, but then you have Pisces coming in and it's all mental and spiritual. So it actually really honestly explains so a lot about right now in your life because that seems it's like also year seven. Yeah, it's all yes. aligned for me. It's super aligned. I'm a seven too. I like sevens a lot. 
Yeah. Emily, are you a nine? I'm a nine. Yeah. Oh, I like how we all have our numbers. One, seven, nine. Oh, nice. Nice. Nine. That sounds nice together. That does, actually. Oh, love the odd numbers like better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would like to get more into numerology, but yeah. I have it a is. couple accounts that I can recommend. Uh, opposite numbers on Instagram. Uh, okay. There's some, like, some accounts that do a lot of, like, Demetria, and I'm not really sure what that is. Uh, maybe I'm saying that wrong. I don't even I'm know. I'm not sure either, honestly. Yeah, I, don't, I probably sound ignorant, but I'll be honest. I'm ignorant. I don't know much about it. So, you know, come to All me. we can I do is, you. Yeah, right? <laughs> All we can do is, you know, look into it. So, I mean, never, I know, I know. I know, I know, I know. We always have to, like, seek to, like, destroy the parts of ourselves like that. You know, like, I, I do think that, like, saying things in a correct way is important. Especially if you're going to be doing any kind of, like, uh, working with deities and summoning things and like you know because like I don't subscribe to and and here's another part of um, I recently took a class that was manifesting with demons and I did a past life transgression and a I was actually taken down into the underworld and I had a very very vivid uh, experience in this meditation where I was introduced to, and I don't like to call them demons, I like to call them descendant masters. And I think that uh, as this shadow worker explained it to me, it really resonated heavily with how I felt when I read the Le Mishaton, which is King Solomon's Lesser Keys. And yeah. uh, so that book really, I didn't, like I read it because I thought it was really interesting. And I liked uh just reading it but it felt really wrong and like dark and like yeah. evil so uh, i didn't pick it back up i like even like put like protective crystals on it and stuff and i'm like i don't feel right with this book i don't know about this yeah and you're then, probably right to do that because i think books ha can actually create portals based on your thoughts and like uh -huh. how you I, th I really think they can create an opening and it's not necessarily like the portals coming out of the book, but it's between you and the book. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Does that make sense? So yeah, okay. it totally makes sense. I have that same book because I wanted to learn just as learn as much as I can. And yeah. every part of my being does not want to open that book. <laughs> I'm going to help you understand why because you anything yeah. like you can let me know if this resonates with you because i have a totally different relationship to this book now um this shadow worker explains in this in this class that the goetia infernal as you know were bound they were summoned conjured bound and sealed in these seals and they were used to do whatever King Solomon wanted for him, for his purposes, for his purposes, right? Um, so I first just want you to like think about that. Like this human conjured these beings from their underworld, put them in a circle, and made them do things for him. Okay. And so that is actually very against what I have come to understand is a huge, huge, huge component 
of the way that descended masters work and think. Uh, and that is that they operate on the mental plane of uh, the lower mental plane of free will being of the number one highest law that they abide by and that they look yeah. up to. And so they are very much, uh, they have been bound in these chains by humans who seek to control them and use their powers for their bidding. And when, if, if, if a practitioner is successful in practicing Solomonic magic, uh, as you know, if you read it, you, there's a lot of steps and there are so many things and little places that you could very easily go wrong. Exactly. These, these beings deserve respect. And therefore I like, like if you're working with ascended masters, you are not going to cast them in a circle and be like, you're my bitch now, and now you have to do whatever I tell you to do, and I'm going to put you in this uh, container and hold you there for as long as I want to, and yeah. I'll unleash you when I want to, and I'm going to tell you what to do, and you can't do anything. Like, like they were all like masters of consent. And so, as I was saying, I really had a rough life. Okay, like, um, since I was very, 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 very small. Um, it was all this darkness that was gifted to me that I had to sort through and like from a very young age, like throughout like my teenage years and like my twenties and, you know, like because of that trauma and because of that darkness that was gifted to me at such a young age, I sought out the shadow more so than the light. And I wasn't aware of it when I was younger but like looking back in retrospect, there were definitely key moments in my life that I was walking down the wrong path and my angels and ascended masters and ancestors and guy, I mean, I'm sure my ancestors, some, some of my ancestors anyways, I know how, I know definitely some of my ancestors went down those wrong paths with me. Um <laughs> But then there was a lot of them that were very honorable. And uh, so the ascended pastors will like literally only walk you down your path to the point where you fucking like, you have like consciously chosen the wrong side. Like you are your biggest problem and you are not listening to any of the signs that they're trying to send to you. So they'll stop sending you your, those signs and like they won't communicate with you because they're mad at you. <laughs> They're like really judgy. They're like, we know what's best for you. You should listen to us at all times. Yeah. And I think people should resonate <laughs> with their gut instinct. Like if you have yeah. a feeling, I mean, I'm not saying go out here and commit murder, but I'm saying like, if you feel like you need to go in a directional path, you really need to listen with that. And it's interesting because, you know, we, we have dealt with people that have different types of attachments or we say attachments, but different types of influences in their life that they're a lot of these people that we talk to, you know, they have some type of latent ability that is strong and they are not a hundred percent aware of it. And they're coming to understand it. It is, um, it is a good point that, you know, both ascended and descended masters should be respected. I completely agree with that. And going back to what you were saying about King Solomon, 
how do you feel about individuals that have issues? And now we know it can go on to a psychological basis, but I want to take it in a different direction. How do you feel about people that have certain like ancestral curses and then certain entity, like maybe even lower level, what I refer to as lower level demons or, you know, yeah. darker entities. entities. Yeah. So that's what um, the shadow worker Kristen. She's at the that the dot queen dot of dot the underworld. So the queen of the underworld on Instagram. Her name's Kristen. She's so lovely. You should go follow her too, so you can listen to her explain these things uh, in okay. more depth. Uh, but what I have come to understand, and this is only because like I walked through this past life transgression with her, where I witnessed my original witch wound, and I had a an angel on my right side and a dark shadowy being on my left side. And they both were hovered over me and they were like, kind of like shielding me from experiencing the whole thing. But I knew exactly where I was the second that I got dropped there. And it was like, I got dropped in the woods behind this big bush and like, I could see my feet hit the ground. And when I, and I could like just knowing the surrounding of like, and knowing what was happening on the other side of the bush, knowing what everything, all of it meant, like my origin story, my real origin story. You're like really wanting to know. <laughs> um, yes, I can tell please. you about this past life transgression. That like, <laughs> whew, it was really, uh, it was really intense. So if I don't sound crazy yet, then allow me to, please. Well, look, you're not, you're not going to sound crazy Go because me and Emily just, have. Uh, experience stuff i mean emily can even tell you we've seen some crazy shit dealt with some crazy shit there's nobody crazy we all have our own experiences Mm -hmm. this was insane so on the other side of the bush there was a fire i could hear like all this not like like kind of like this distant echoey sounds of like people screaming and um it didn't like i could feel like i just had like this knowing that on the other side like there was I was being murdered with my two children and being left naked in the woods, like for dead. And this angel like picked me up and I kind of had like almost like a like sky perspective view of like what was going on, but it was like very distant. I couldn't really see it. Um, And this angel was like, okay, like, you know, you've, you're going to the underworld. Like we love you. We support you in this. Like you are you like, don't, let anything like attached to you that isn't you like you know you're you're safe you're protected we love you we're not allowed to go there though but like so we're gonna head out uh you can go down there and you know like this is good like you needed to do this you need this you need this (laughs) yeah you needed to see this Uh, you asked to see this (laughs) you literally asked to see this so uh, and like the war and everything that was going on was just between like technology and energy, like technologists and energists. And like we were on like the threshold of like either really developing developing our uh, understanding as magicians, as illusionists. And what I mean by that is using energy, frequency and vibrations in a way that appears to be magic. But it really that's that's it. That's all magic is. Yes. Frequency vibrations. It's it. And align and like how a human, you know, makes a uh, vibrate, all these things. Um, And they have like stripped that from our history. And it's just now becoming so much more widely discussed 
And it's really triggering for me. And I think that's another part of like this really, really strong, like uh, opening of my third eye and my ability to tap into my uh, courageous heart of unconditional love, which is actually by my one true anchor and like mother earth. <laughs> like yeah. that is by my like con- deep connection that has kept me like from literally losing it entirely. No, that's listeners. the bridge I've been like built, like like made to build between like technology and like, like magic. Girl, you're on the, I mean, I'm gonna tell you, I, I, I vibrate with that so much. I resonate with that so much because that's exactly it's what you're showing, showing us, showing us now too. And it's a lot of us. A lot of like people. Like ancient AI, up. fucking like shit is real as fuck. Like the Borg Collective is real as fuck. Like do not yeah. let yourself become assimilated into the fucking herd. But like you also yep. don't want to fucking. It's like literally. That's why I love that you you both understand what it means to be psychic mediums because like once you try to like work, once you stay in that central place, like uh, some real weird shit just starts happening all the time. Absolutely. And it's already, it's happening around all the other people that choose to, or don't know. Well, I mean, yeah, because like, I do believe that like, it's a subjective experience, but like, we all do have, like, you never have an original thought. When I found the person that uh, actually did do coach your consciousness, they call it reality designing. And uh, you can go follow them at Raymond Dreamer. And uh, yeah, dude, like, the collective consciousness is getting super, super amplified right now. Hell uh, yeah. It can't help true. it. Like, w- like, look at how, how easy it is to access knowledge and, like, create things now. Like, AI makes it so easy to do so much stuff right now that it's, like, you really have to uh, develop. You know, we've never had to do this. We're being forced to individually decide yeah. where we stand on this scale. Yep. And that has a lot to do with the age of Ari- I mean, Aquarius that we're in. Back to the the experience that I had in the underworld, when I had that past life transgression, I kind of like got set back down by this angel being, angelic ascended master, and I was just left with this like dark shadowy figure that just like was kind of like cloaked, and uh, then I was walked through a protocol in order to reach the underworld in this meditation and when i arrived there it was very very chaotic it was like a bustling city there was so many beings and they were all so happy to see me they're all very friendly all very nice uh it was almost like they were trying to like prevent me from reaching the palace of demons that we were set to explore and i like i had like since this is my first time like i felt like I was getting almost like left behind by the crowd um, because I was just like just being stopped by all these beings that were just like trying to talk to me and like they didn't really look like anything they look like light beings like light beings just look like little pieces of light you know what I mean like they just look like dark dense like you know shadows yeah, yeah. they didn't look scary they didn't like like but they were just like oh my god oh my god you're here you're here you're here they were just like like bustling about the fact that I was just there and so she started to walk us through uh, the part where we were going into the palace of demons and then she was walking us through this hallway uh with all these doors but like I couldn't even get that far I couldn't even get inside the building before this thing and like I was like stuck like struck by all these random like images 
and uh, i was like there's no way that like these random images make any friggin' sense but like i'm getting like left behind by my group that like i'm getting like led through this meditation like what she's saying is not what i'm experiencing i'm like getting like i'm like i'm like not scared just like whoa <laughs> like this is like not at all what she's talking about Wow. Uh, and so this so i like got like a, it was like very loud and boomy and like what i mean by that is like the vibration was very strong like the images were like shaking and wow. kind of hard to see and they were only in three colors it was black lavender and hot pink and i think that's because i have a tarot deck called the neon beyond moon tarot deck which is incredibly dark and has a lot of like super super dark imagery so i think that's why my brain was just uh like viewing it through that tarot deck almost um and so it was like at first it was like a big lion's head and like then it was like this huge like angry bear and like then it was like this huge trumpet like long thing like and then it was like this big angry like snake and i'm like none of these things make any sense but like eventually like i was like it was like an excited like greeting i was like you're here i'm so happy to see you it was like a reunion it was like me and this being had like some kind of like serious history and like they wouldn't even like let me get me into the palace without them like literally running out to greet me and specifically they were like i've been waiting for you to get here like where the fuck have you been so this entity didn't reveal its name to me at all i just like these were the images that i like flashed and she guided us through another portion of the meditation and i ended up um like speaking with hades and a couple other uh descended masters of whom i was not told their names either I wasn't told anybody's names except for hades where he was like you are a child of the darkness you chose the light you chose to claw your way all the way out of the darkness into the light and that was your path and purpose like, we love you for that. Like, this is your home. Like, you're always welcome here. We love you. Like, we're so happy you finally made it back here. But, like, you are an in-between. You don't belong anywhere except for on Earth to be a worker on both sides. You're not meant to make sense. And then we talked about economics and scarcity and business opportunities and ventures. I wasn't asked to make any deals with the devil. I was just welcome home. Like, as if I had not been there for a really long time. That's and, interesting. Uh, so after that meditation, uh, I mean, I was, like, tears streaming on my face. Like, I honestly felt like I had just, like, had, like, a really long lost reunion. Um, and then when I, like, came back, I, like, picked up the Lemegeton and <clears throat> started reading through it to see if I could find any um like see if I could find anything like in relation to the imagery that I was seeing in that meditation. And, uh, I found him it says that he get he bringeth forth good familiars. It's interesting to bring that up because recently, uh, I had like this day where I just kind of like followed my intuition by the end of that day, I was the proud owner of a spider ball Python named fluffy. Oh, yeah. And he is super incredible, and he's just a familiar of mine. Uh, I can't explain it any other way. I was never planning on getting a snake. Um, he's about three feet. He should get a little bit longer. He eats he's live adorable. rats. And he's so yep. right now. He's actually about to shed, 
and snakes oh. go through like a little pre-shed uh, phase where they call it in the blue and their eyes kind of get uh, glassed over and they get kind of, it's like a, it's like a woman like going through their period where they just like don't want to hang out with you or just yeah. like leave me alone. So he's going through it right now, but he is the best he's just a silly snake and that actually yeah. relates back to the kundalini awakening and uh if we can take this all the way back to you know like adam and yeah. eve and like mm -hmm. the snake because like that was just representatory of like eve having her spiritual awakening moment before adam did <laughs> because women are smarter we just are <laughs> we're more intuitive we're more well uh we're like we're just, we can think in those innovative and logical ways um, that are required in order for creation to occur. Yeah, and that's why it's important to have the two halves because they definitely make a whole the masculine and feminine energy. And, you know, femininity is represented by a snake in certain aspects as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Symbolism is the way that we've kind of like mystified the bare bones of the most disturbing thing that is the fabric of reality which is nothing more than the matrix of which you create in order to have your perception and awareness rest in the day-to-day -day physical um so back what i was saying about the manifesting thing um and how we hold and create vibrations um as humans because like it sounds super simple and easy right you just think something and then you have an intention and then you have some feelings and then bam there it is like you know yep. The way that I explain it and the way that I've come to understand it by studying the hermetic principles um, really closely and trying to apply them and how to use them for manifestation purposes as a magician, as a witch, as a spiritual being, um, when you have a thought, you are in the air realm, because uh, I think of everything as elemental. Um, you're in the air realm and when you have a thought or even like feeling um even when you're just like having some of your like belief systems they all exist in like this air realm kind of thing but uh really your your uh your thoughts are where everything starts and that's the first hermetic principle of mentalism uh and because you can just generate anything inside of your mind, you can easily have like a million dollar idea, let's say, and just lose it as instantly as you've had it gone. doesn't exist. It's just not real because you just thought it. So that's how things get lost in the air realm. You have to have a thought first, but then you have to think about it enough that you develop some kind of like intention behind it. And like start developing the initial like feelings of like yeah this is an alignment i think this is the right path you have to start using your intuition to like start feeling it out um which is a little bit more of like a deeper uh mental exercise you know you're like developing intentions so you're like starting to come into the air realm so you might even start like talking about it at this time like you're getting people's opinions and feedback like what do you think if i did this uh do you think that i should do this are like you know you start just like looking at your options so now you're right. in the fire realm and this is where you can like burn yourself out before you even get started because like i don't know how i i can't even tell you how many different jobs or things that i thought i wanted to be in my life 
Um, I'm really just trying to do them all with like data science and uh, doing, like I said, like building this bridge between technology and magic. Um, and so you can just burn out on something by talking about it a lot and then it's done. You're just over it. You like got it out of your system because it wasn't completely in alignment with what you are and your purpose and your soul. So good job. Either you have developed the intention and now you're, you're like, this is like as time is passing on, right? So like, we're like, this isn't in a day. This is like over a course of like a time frame. So let's say like this has been going on for like at least a couple weeks and you're not completely burnt out on it. So like, you're like ready to take the next step. The next step is where I get stuck. And the next step is the water realm. It's my least favorite out of all of them. And I think that that is, uh, in astrology, you can look at the place, the place where, uh, the element that people have the least in, and that's probably where they struggle the most. Uh, and that's just maybe a personal observation. Um, but the water realm is where things get real heavy and thick and really like intense because yeah. it's like the pressure of having to get through the water realm, it gets harder and the cognitive dissonance between your thought and like where you want, where you are and where you want to be becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. And you're like separated from the light that you had in the fire realm more so. And then you're forced eventually in the water realm to ignite your inner flame enough to like guide you through it because you'll just get lost. Yeah. And it's you related don't know to if emotions. Up is down and right is left and everything looks the same because you're just in pure black. Yeah. So you have to like go through the blackening process and actually build that inner light in order to shed through that whole nasty, yucky goo, that fucking like nasty, thick muck that you have to get through in order to even enter the fucking earth realm. And guess what happens when you hit the earth realm? Now, you're not even going down, you're going up and you have to go through the earth in order to like emerge back to the air realm as like your sprouted fucking plant. So like, and it's a cycle, right? So it just keeps going around and around and around. So like it is a, it's a grueling process. Each level has its own like intense, distinctive like initiations that are very distinctly related to that element and um i think that i find that like in water seasons like pisces for example or cancer like my life will just get super wet like <laughs> like wet um yeah. like the roof is leaking right now like i mean like just like weird random weird shit like like my my two kids will like be spilling a lot of their drinks all over the place or like more so than usual or just like shit just gets wet and i just hate it i'm like Ugh. yeah and emotionally Ugh. because i i attach water to like emotions of course and you can have murky emotions you can have a streaming flow of you know thoughts and i love how all the elements really do in a way work together and you know when you're talking about it like finding your inner flame i really resonate with that because like one of my sayings for luna beams is ignite your inner flame and i resonate a lot with vesta energy or the archetype i didn't of know vesta. that but i love that <laughs> yeah but I, I really resonate with that type of archetypical energy um based yeah. on my astrology it sets at the top of my yod 
so Vesta conjuncts my son in astrology and it's a part of my, in my yard. So it's like, I think part of my purpose is to help other people find that inner flame. And, you know, that's, you know, for me, that's like the center of all creation in a way. I think it's where everything comes together for me. Yeah. That's really where I try to be too, because like when you are raised and born in chaos and like you become an adult who like has to learn how to manage their own chaos and the darkness and the light and all the things all at once, um, you either, I mean, the best, I haven't found a better way of dealing with it than to remain in the eye of the storm. And so like, that means being really neutral and also uh, accepting the fact that like, I can't change anything that happened in the past and I really can't control anything that's going to happen in the future. So when you stop trying to use like witchcraft and magic and manifestation for like seemingly like silly things, like, cause like when I was a little kid and I did get access to the internet, um, I'll be a, I'll be 30 on May 10th. So, um, when I like my grandparents had a computer and I remember like using my first access to like the internet to Google, like online spell books and stuff and like how to change my eye color and like how I could levitate. And this is when I was like really little. Yeah. (laughs) I was trying to go ham. I was like, I'm trying to freaking like, how do I fly? Like, what am I doing? Like, I mean, I'm trying to like, I was always like this. And it's because my North, my North node is in Sagittarius. So I am. And then like, I do have a lot of Saturn energy. So I'm just a fucking weirdo, which I finally embraced fully. Um, I'm so happy that I'm finding people that help me embrace it fully because um, it's been really difficult to feel uh, safe enough to express myself fully because I am quite multidimensional and um, you know, I've had, like I say, like when we all are multidimensional, you know, like you have like your mom version, you have mm-hmm. your, your work version, you have your, like everybody. And then like, you want to like, I can just like, that's just me trying to like warm up really at the end of the day, if I get yeah. going and going and going, I would say there is a different version of you that exists in every single person you've ever fucking met in your life. And if that doesn't make you feel a little multidimensional, like I don't know what does or what will, cause that's like, and so that yeah. like, you, you can like let that make you feel kind of like insignificant or you can make that make you feel like the, uh, shadow controller of your fucking existence. And then like learn how to utilize the laws of the universe to build whatever it is that's within inside of your soul. So there's just like, you really have to have the, the masculine and feminine uh, principles of this where like, like I felt like I was trying to create code your consciousness for like the how, and then I wanted soul engineering to be the why, because like my favorite questions are always the why I very give very little shits about the how. Right. And that's just like who I am. Like, that's just like, if I could always just like start 50 million projects, then I would just be the happiest person. And if somebody would be like, all right, I'll like, you know, finish this one up while you work on that one. I would love back around to this one. <laughs> Sounds like me. <laughs> yeah. We both can resonate with you on that because Emily and I also have 50 million projects that we want to mm-hmm. do, but it's just, we're just one person. So yeah, I get it. I get it. And it's so interesting. You say, you know, where your North nodes and Sagittarius, I just got a mental 
image and of like you know the bow and arrow and i see your Mm -hmm. your soul essence is like the arrow flying in flames like the oh it's Mm -hmm. so beautiful it was like thank you that's like your scene yeah it's really cool oh i was just gonna say something interesting me and you had a short conversation about because a lot of people that listen to our stuff they resonate with more i guess you could say light energy or christ energy would you mind dropping us a little bit of knowledge about uh why some people don't feel like they resonate with both sides and lean more towards light energy because i think you explained it to me very beautifully uh yeah so i have uh, as a being of darkness that has crawled her way back into the light, uh, I have been beautifully guided by so many wonderful light beings all throughout my life. Um, they were very, very close to me and helped me expand my consciousness to this level um, way more so than the uh, descended masters that have worked with me and I've worked with. Um, and the thing is, is that there are a number of things that I want to bring to my ascended masters and my lighter side of my team. Uh, and that would be in relation, like my unicorn, for example, my ascended masters and archangels, um, my honorable ancestors, um, you know, the, the friendly plants and animal kingdoms that are not predatory at all. Um, There are times where I really need that energy, uh, particularly like for purification of my energy centers. And uh, when I am feeling uh, lost and like my hope is lost for humanity and I'm forgetting why I'm doing what I'm doing and I'm exhausted and I am just beyond myself like by extent overextending myself on my 50 million projects like they're the ones that are there to assist me accomplish my life's purpose in a way that is like supportive and healing and angelic and um is very much structured to be the best way possible that's all they've ever wanted me to do and like it's so that i follow what they say like i take good care of my body you know like i honor myself i create healthy boundaries and that's like kind of more what i've learned from the descendant master the boundaries part but like you know like they have both taught me different things so right. I think that that has been the vibrational energies that have taught me what unconditional love is um, on that side of the spectrum. Yes. And then the descended masters, on the other hand, have helped me overcome addictions to uh, toxic dynamics of codependency and narcissism. They have helped me rid myself of lower vibrational entities that they actually are very familiar with and know their tricks and know exactly how to put a stop to them. And I can only speak for this one very particular demon. I know that there are so many 
of the Goetia Inferno. And I also know there's just so many that I don't even know of. So if anybody has any personal experiences with the like naming name demons and like, you know, I'm not trying to validate anybody's like uh, experience, but I do think that King Solomon and um, organized religions have sought to push humanity away from working with the descended masters as a way of, um, you know, kind of just like, because we're, we're not ready for it. Like you, you don't, I think that like, it takes a very special person in order to feel comfortable with contacting that. And it really just depends on the composition of like who you are and like, that's okay. Like either way, like some people are just born into the light and they know that they are like light workers. And like, I really thought I was for a long time because I thought I was a light worker. I really did. Like, that's how I lived my life. I never cast like malevolent black magic. Do you meet me? You feel my energy. You know that my heart is pure, full of unconditional Christly, like unconditional love energy. And my family and my ancestry is like resonated heavily to the vibrational energy and frequency that is Jesus Christ. And I love him too. I felt that energy in my body. Uh, and it's just that I've also been able to work. Like I said, I've uh, worked with Makali. Um, I've had conversations with other deities. I don't really claim any one of them is to be my uh, ultimate expression into divinity. I found that within myself and you know, I'm still trying to unravel. Those are things that I still just don't have enough information on myself because like I'm constantly evolving, constantly growing and constantly learning. So the things that I am like tossing over in my head, um, are uh, like, are we in a holographic simulated universe and flat earth is real or (laughs) are we in this kind of, um, just magical, situation that we don't really need any further explanation for because we can just accept the fact that like you know we're like where do we where do we draw those like so these are the things that i'm thinking of and you know like how do we harness like energy frequencies and vibrations in order to craft our reality in a soul matrix to be completely exactly what we want it to be so that's what i want to teach people how to do yeah and it's valid soul engineering like that's what i do right exactly and it's valid because we don't always exist at the same vibration some people resonate more with what we were would refer to as lower vibrations or higher vibrations whichever you know if you have to put a label on it because we just did the whole dualistic perspective um in our last i guess you could say mini series so i mean i understand exactly what you're saying and i think like you know, people draw that line because of what we're taught. And I think religion yeah. puts us in a box. I really, I really, really do. It puts us in a box. And, you know, it's it's only human nature to want to kind of follow a checklist because we don't have a, we're not born with a book to say, okay, this is how life's supposed to be, but you are. They Humanity has created books for us to follow. They've created, it's like school. We're conditioned to grow up to, in my opinion, to be good little taxpayers. <laughs> you know, right. they start from a young age. And I mean, yeah, we, well, I mean, like, think about the story of Jesus Christ. Like, why the hell was he in a manger? Right. Why the fuck was Jesus Christ in a manger? Because he was on his way to go pay fucking taxes. <laughs> like, that's why. That's really <laughs> fucked up. I'm sorry. I get, the it, I get it. Messiah himself 
was subjected like the mother mary was literally subjected to travel on a massive voyage in order to pay taxes which they were like fighting against and like trying to oppose like these things go so deep rooted in everything it's like it was literally ingrained into our bible that we were meant to make huge sacrifices for our government yeah exactly messiah himself even did it that's how yeah. he was born. That was his origin story. It's what it's the fuck insane. Yeah, it's Sorry, insane. I thought I got. I mean, I, I won't. No. I was trying to like keep the f bombs down a little bit more, but like no, that really fine. disturbed me when I actually found that out. I really was like, yeah. "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a lot, and that's why I don't resonate as much. Uh, I, I do resonate with some scripture, but when it comes to stuff like that, that's where I kind of fall off the train. You know, and it may bother, it does bother me too, because I've realized that, you know, I had to learn, I had to learn to unlearn the way of life and, you know, piece it back together myself. And everybody has that responsibility. And in turn, we are, uh, how we do that affects, you know, not only us, but, you know, our closest people around us, you know, because they grow with us. Our family and stuff grows with us. It's a beautiful thing about being a part of a soul family. We make up all of the parts of, us and everybody else in our life make up this whole existence and this whole experience. And, you know, we just, we learn to unlearn just to learn again. It's transformation. It's that's the beautiful part of the cycle of life, even, you know, in death and life and birth. And that's kind of what we're going through as a humanity as a whole right now. And like, we're ending. Yeah. We're ending that cycle with Saturn right now. Saturn just moved into Pisces. We got three years. It's going to be a totally different perspective. It's, it is, there is going to be spirit has showed me this and I'm getting validation from other people because they're seeing it too. There is a dividing line, but there will be a clear dividing line between spirituality and let's say, for example, science. And then there will be that merge that comes together because we are Saturn is structured. It is organized. It is, you know, represents linear time. And then you've got, you know, your watery Pisces sign that wants to fill every space and it operates on a more right brained thinking, uh, more creative level than Saturn does. Saturn's more practical, you know, and so we're taking the right and the left brain and merging it together in this cycle. We are literally spirit showed me this and it's it's spirit showed me yeah, it's a like a beautiful blue lotus flower is an example. Oh, of I love that. Yes. So we're coming up through the mud right now. And on yeah. the other side, at the end of this three year cycle, we will we will bloom as a beautiful blue lotus flower without <laughs> mud on us. But some people, some people, this is what Spirit's been telling me, some people will come up with mud on them and that's okay. But there it, there will be a division as we move into this new age, because we are starting a whole new cycle. So it's, it's yeah. the next few years is going to be wild. Yeah, I agree. And so the thing is, is like, it really just like, it's so subjective and personal, you know, like I'm here for a long time and a good time. So, I mean, like if I wanted to, like, I see some people who are really focusing on their ascension path and it almost is like painful for them like they almost like over overdo it and like for me the most greatest uh leaps quantum leaps that i've made in my ascension path have been from uh the most radical thing that i've had to do was just to be still and allow it to happen 
and allow yeah. it to unfold. And these things all just take a lot of time because, you know, we, we can't handle our physical bodies are not meant to handle uh, quantum leaps. That's why we don't time travel in the way that like we think we do. So I've had like glimpses of my past lives. Um, specifically, like there was like one surrounding this la- uh, appendicitis uh, episode. And uh, I guess that just kind of happens frequently. And also recently I had another, I'm not sure if you guys ever had uh, your Akashic records read or anything. Oh, no, I have not. I did have my own past life regression, but it only took me to one life that I've had. But other than that, I have no experience really with the Akashic records and, well, with that specifically. Yeah, so I haven't, so the only, I had a really amazing distant Reiki session with my Reiki teacher and at one point I was like flying over like this mountain range and I like entered into this cave inside this mountain and there was like a river inside of it and there was like these staircases that were like these stone staircases that were into these inside of this mountain and there were these little light beings and they were all single filedly like going up the staircase like winding up and going just like just uh like passing through this huge 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 like rectangular door even though they were just like these tiny little light beings with these little lanterns and uh, i was being held back by two guards one of them was anubis and I was like trying, like, I almost like wanted to like take a step forward, but I wasn't allowed to like enter in further than where I was at. And um, I like knew that the Akashic records were like held back there. And uh, I was actually in like what I had come to realize is Mount Carmel, which is actually where they say Jesus Christ is going to be re- like resurrected, re- 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 whatever, resurrected. I can't even speak. Uh, you resurrected, got it. Um, when he comes back for the second coming like that's where he's supposed to appear um and there's a lot of like crazy crazy spiritual spirituality and like energy in this area um and uh, so it was kind of like crazy to me that i like saw all of this like during just like like it was like an actual projection via a reiki session so there was like no words exchanged during this reiki session whatsoever there was like no like him walking me through anything like this was just all my personal experience and like while all this was happening it was almost like i was being like shown all this stuff to like distract me from the massive amounts of like energy work that we were doing to get some of this trauma uh out of my body um because like i could feel like this very dense energy building up in the back of my like lower right hand like hip area and then like we work together to move it towards the center of my spine and then like up through my chakras which i got stuck in my heart chakra like for a lot because i experienced it almost seemed to be like i get stuck in grief as one of the uh, main modes of like grief is hard for me to process so um it got stuck there for a little bit before like it could be moved up all the way and then like shot out of my third eye. So um, like that's what was going on in the like background of that while that was all happening. So it was like very insane. I was like, I was not prepared for that at all. 
like I felt like I've never felt so naked in my entire life like down bare to like my energy you know what I mean like and um that's why I chose him to actually be my Reiki teacher is a good friend of mine as well so like you've known me since 2016 we met all the way back in 2016 at a full moon gathering uh down at Suwanee uh it was like a was tipper and friends that was playing so it was some pretty crazy like electronic music and uh all sorts of really cool interesting characters very like ethereal beings all in this beautiful setting oh my uh, gosh it was just amazing like so that's how we met and then like all these years later this is like where we're at <laughs> that's so cool so, yeah it's nice to have like a person that i like genuinely like rely on their sense of reality like he just like has great discernment and um he's very very grounded so it's nice like that's kind of the energies that i try to surround myself with when like i'm looking for consultants for me personally so i think it's important that like if you are looking for somebody like a mentor or coach or somebody to work with uh to really understand first like what you need and like you can only really do that like by like tapping into like i mean that's how i've done it is like using tarot and astrology and learning a different uh modalities of energy healing i actually just got some tuning forks so i'm going to be learning about sound healing oh, uh, wow. to add that to my wheelhouse and my energy healing sessions so i'm super excited about that yeah that's great i'm just gonna keep piling on my uh, resume of all these awesome great things that we can do in order to expand our consciousness because that's what i'm here to do exactly and i think it's a great thing like the reiki and stuff like i really really want to have a reiki session and eventually i will plus i really would like to learn uh, reiki because i've done like forms of that with certain people like a friend of mine that I've known since I was 11 and she was having like really bad emotional issues plus she has body pain and stuff and I literally laid out crystals on her body used my big um, quartz crystal I use crystals and I literally pulled an energy tube out of her third out of the top of her crown chakra and I felt it she had her eyes closed and like reacted to me pulling it out of her it was the craziest shit ever like mm -hmm. I was just trying to like you know and so I, I mean I did that with Without any like formal training just things that yeah. you know I felt energetically and I know that I can do it and I want to yeah. do it I really really want to do that um you know and I think it's a, a good thing you I'll said to a YouTube video after we get off this call um, let's do and it's like a it's a really simple meditation that you could practice every single day and it's a you know I don't want to sound too ignorant um so it's it is a, I believe it's a Japanese practice, energy healing practice. And what okay. you do in your meditation is like you, you get in your comfortable space and you feel the heaviness around you, that thick energy that we were talking about, um, and just allow it to sit and kind of constrict around you and really kind of like make you feel like you can feel it, like kind of like claustrophobic even. And then yeah. when you're taking your deep inhale breath in, you're taking in either, I mean, if you're doing self-healing or like, let's say like you were doing an energy healing on somebody else, you'd be taking in their heavy energy on your inhales and holding it inside of you to transmute that energy. And on the exhale, you're giving back that energy to them that has been purified. And oh. I, I hope that that really just puts into context for people why you need a, a 
reciprocated energy exchange for your energy healers and the psychics and the uh, mediums in your life. Like if you're thinking that these people are just going to be able to like activate their gifts and powers for you just because like your friends or family or whatever, like do not get it twisted. This shit costs Claps. so much mental yes. and, and like physical and like spiritual like this these like we worked very hard to and like have gone through very difficult experiences and initiations in order to attain this level of uh mastery yeah really yeah and even if you don't feel like a master like if somebody is trying to um get you to use your gifts against your will you tell that person to fuck off and yeah. be like you don't have you don't deserve access to my energy if you were not reciprocating it accordingly and i don't just yeah. mean that with money i mean that in every aspect you know absolutely so. they treat some people I say they but certain people think of mediums and psychics and energy healers as like the fortune teller you put a quarter in and you get an answer back yeah. And it's, it's really sad because we're people too. And these are people that I personally feel they're very still very much attached to their own ego and yeah. like they're wanting answers well, for yeah. the future. You know, they're wanting, you can't, sure. you, can, you can't really do any, we can talk about the past. We can try to talk about the future, but honestly, my thing is, is we, if we need to work on the now, yes. we need to work on the present. And if by working on the present, it helps us have the future that we want. Yes that we can within like, yeah. our control mm-hmm. right because like the the now is the most powerful moment so i know that like some people um either like you know like you know well truthfully like even just experiencing my energy is healing for a lot of people and i try to make it that way like when i go out in public like i have great experiences with the public because i i try to put that energy out and um even you know i like will go out of my way to make somebody smile or like make a connection even if it was just for a brief second like you know like a child smiling at you and you're in the grocery line or something like that like there's so many moments day to day that we are uh, gifted with the opportunity and the challenge to exercise our kindness and our unconditional love and so if you even have the uh, honor and privilege to speak to me um, and I don't care how that sounds I do not care how that sounds. If you have the honor and privilege of even speaking to me and being in my energetic field, I'm going to treat you just like I would treat myself, which is with so much love because that is how you do shape your future. And every person knows something that you do not. So like, I don't think that you should ever try to carry so much pride in your heart that you can't uh, find yourself in every single person that you meet. And even in the most disgusting, vile expressions of humanity, if you can accept that those were brought into your field of awareness so that you can uh, look back on how much you've overcome as a spiritual being and as a collective, um, as an expression of a collective. And, you know, we obviously still have a lot of work to do, but like that's being brought up for us to integrate so this divide that you were talking about and like you know like yeah it is really happening you know because like i speak to a lot of people i'm like oh my god like the collective consciousness is like raising so much it's like it's such a beautiful thing blah, blah, blah. and then like i'll go over here and they're like this is the most fucked up the world has ever been i can't yeah. even believe this shit and yeah. that's the split that i noticed and so yeah. really it's just like i'm here to help stabilize that and i think that that's what you're here to do as well 
and yeah. it's not easy and people do not realize that like 99% of everything that goes on is in your own head and uh so you your attention is for sale your data is for sale um yep. it's used against you and i actually learned how to develop like incredibly like creepy targeted ads because i was curious as to how the fuck i felt like my phone was listening to me um yep. i learned how to uh be much more safe on the internet and um protect myself from hackers and um, I've gotten into learning how to code my own programs and use AI and communicate with AI um, because those are all skills and things that are going to be very, very crucial and important in the future very soon. We're all going to go I through agree. this moment where we're going to be forced to integrate even deeper with technology than we already have. And it's going to get creepier and creepier and creepier to the people who are organically like here, like as natural beings of the earth. Uh, yeah. It's not natural. It's artificial, yep. but eventually what's going to happen is it's not going to be artificial intelligence. It's going to be advanced intelligence and we will eventually just be not really, so I, get, I mean, not useful, but I mean, just like not, um, we just won't have to think as much. So some people will seek out uh, ways in which they can create their own realities and other people will um, think into the created realities. And that's just the kind of the, uh, the cycle of the, of society you know like some more people get out of it and become creators and then other people just kind of become like you know uh living in those illusions so but I mean, you can, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a fine line to walk right and that's the balance unfortunately unfortunately that is the balance of what is like we all have to have that yeah. different human experience and we're here for different reasons because in the lifetime before the person that ends up on the side of the street that's homeless that has nothing and is highly addicted to let's say drugs didn't have yeah. that experience in a past life and they needed to experience that and i guess what you've told us a lot about really what drives you but what is the one thing that like drives you to keep going and anything you want to add to the overall i guess you could say topic about you know what you do and what you offer Sure. Yeah. So I'd say that f helping people find their unique expression to divinity is something that I'm really passionate about. And it's been my purpose to help raise the collective consciousness. And that really just like keeps me going because I just have like an endless thirst of like knowledge and for like evolution uh, with the, the, um, the selenium in Capricorn, I think, has a lot to do with that. In my fourth house, I'm just here to help people generate, like, or generationally break cycles and trauma and rise above that and, like, help them, guide them through their shadows, um, which is the second pillar of my soul engineering program, which is soul searching is pillar one, shadow diving is pillar two, and the last step is soul engineering, which is the integration step. And so helping people really find uh, acceptance and uh, grace for an unconditional love for even their most horrible pieces of themselves to find peace with that and integrate them so that like they can like create the internal space so that they can all exist within you and you're not um being torn between these things you can just like encompass them and embody them and employ them all whenever 
uh, whenever that suits you. So that's what I'm, that's what I've been trying to do. That's what keeps me going. That's how I do it. That's awesome. And I think it's very important. I think you've shared a lot of awesome things. Like, and I a lot of, I, I, I really don't want to hold back on the information. And that's why I've been so happy and excited that people have been interested in featuring me on their podcast because like the information is out there. You can go read books. You can go, uh, you can go, I'll give you all the books that I read to come to all these conclusions. I'll give you all of the contact information for all the mentors that I saw and uh, worked with and developed these theories with and ideas with. Um, Like I want people to find spirituality like safe and so I never want to gatekeep. I just want to like really create a healthy, amazing, consensual uh, community and space container for chaotic creatives to like unfurl their whole entire light and darkness and say, here is really me and all of it. And like, and really find that they're just so beautiful and all of that. So that's yeah, i mean it's beautiful it, but it's Thank beautiful you. though and i'm gonna tell you what i just saw i see you doing group retreats yes i actually do have a couple of places that i'm going to be doing retreats you're so good i love this so, <laughs> yeah i see you doing my it. Do. teacher he has a he has a retreat location now in the uh, rocky mountains in colorado uh, it's called the quartz retreat you can find them on instagram it's a beautiful nice. location that one's going to be a very small intimate probably no more than like five people um, and I think that's going to be for people that I really want to speak with on this whole mission of uh, merging these two very wildly uh, logical and illogical ways of looking at things, Eastern, Western, like black, white, I don't care, like just uh, that are really in it for the integration. And then there is a place in the Catskill Mountains called Honors Haven. You can find them on Instagram. And they are a huge retreat space conference center and are only about an hour and a half away from me. So this summer I am going to be uh, speaking with their sales team about setting up and putting down a deposit for a retreat, a couple of retreats this summer. So like you're right on, you're right on pirate. I got, yep. I got it. Nice. <laughs> I'd love to have you. I'd love to have you both. It'd be so much fun. I would love to do it yes and Absolutely. i think that's actually maybe like what i should be um that's been kind of like something i've been kicking around a little bit I'm like maybe like that's what i have to do first before i feel but then i'm like no 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 like just launch this program and do that i actually um at the end of my program that was kind of part of my program is that i wanted to include an optional retreat at the end of it so like even after the whole 13 weeks of soul engineering um, you know, then we get all together to celebrate for like a weekend to just be like, holy shit, like we're real people. We, we are really real. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, really I see real. you doing, um, I don't know why spirit keeps telling me this, but I see you doing it around the seasons. Yes, that'd be great. I'd love that. And actually finding like, you know, I just, I mean, I'm just like adding on to it now, but like, uh, finding four different locations, like across the United States, like in the four different like corners of the United States. Uh, and then like yeah. one in the middle, so like all five, mm-hmm. all five. And the, I mean, like I guess the Rockies aren't really technically in the middle, but like I always consider it the middle, even though it's yeah, well, western than it is. And it's beautiful. It would be. Oh a my beautiful... gosh, that look! We, Zoe and I stayed out there for about ten days together, and that place was so incredible. And the energetics that were set up for us were exactly what. Um, it was so healing. It was so healing. I barely even got a chance to see my Reiki teacher, but like 
he definitely him and his fiance taylor really just put it together so nicely and it was amazing and i highly recommend anybody that's in the boulder area that's looking for a gorgeous place to just like really really retreat that would be the place <laughs> heck yeah emily we need to go on a retreat yeah, with jessica we do go <laughs> I'm closer to her than you are. <laughs> well, we could go to mm-hmm. honor. I could like send you honor save and they have like really cool like retreats as far because like, I'd like to be a guest there before I like I'll be like, hey, because like who knows? Like maybe it's some like crazy like you know, something I'm not really like, you know, that I don't resonate with. So I'd like to go visit before I like sign myself up or something crazy. But no, I really do. I feel like I, I spoke with a couple of the uh people there that host retreats and they are just amazing one of them is a somatic healer so uh healing trauma through you know certain body movements um and different kinds of somatic experience healing so that's really important because i started reading the book the body keeps the score oh my gosh i got through the first chapter of that book i cried pretty much the whole time and i was like i am never gonna read this this is almost like the first chapter is so traumatic. <laughs> oh wow! I'm like, oh my goodness! And it's like all about um like veterans and like war PTSD. And I'm like, I can't, I can't, I don't even like, I can't. And yeah. so I mean, I should because I do think it's really important information. I feel it all the time. Like my sciatic nerve lately has just been like lit up. Like, mm, like your I'm body sorry. is communicating with you t- like all the time you know it's so it's like learning how to key in on that that's not my forte that's actually my biggest struggle on the my body soul uh trinity i definitely struggled to hear my body the most i don't know about you guys yeah Mm -hmm. emily you can you can tell her all about it because you have a very but emily she has a very special like gift with um her clairsentience so she feels other people's pain yeah Mm -hmm. and then it turns into my pain (laughs) yeah 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 and then yeah it's a struggle for sure yeah dude how do you get rid of that yeah still working on that (laughs) yeah i think that like doing some like learning reiki would be really helpful for you Mm -hmm. i'm sorry that you have to take that on and feel that i do feel that sometimes i do that too um and i it's a lot and i'm so like the earth is lucky to have amazing souls like like us that like really just will do that you know like we had a parade like right past my house today and like every time there was like a fireman or like an ambulance that went by i was like screaming at them I actually live streamed it on instagram but i'm like i, I didn't post it but like i was like screaming at them. I was, like thank you so much you know like thank you for saving people thank you for being brave thank you for yeah like literally keeping our communities safe like you're the real heroes of this community you're the that's real true. heroes of this fucking community and you're yep. throwing candy at us like what like this is so cool it Thank is you. but but in a way it's like it's good that they're giving back they're constantly giving but we need to remember to give them the respect that they need because most people in you know, law like, enforcement all were, like very like almost like turned off by my like excited night like like displays of like gratitude they're like we don't need that we right don't even care that you have a display of immense gratitude for us because that wasn't what we did this for we did yeah this i noticed that it's our fucking purpose 
Yeah, and a lot I of love people. That. I'm like getting like kind of like teary eyed thinking about how like really strong fucking heroes don't they don't like really need that kind of level of you know I think that separates uh, empaths from narcissists. A lot of times they get in that dynamic and they can't really tell which is which, and they're like, "Am I the narcissist?" Like no you're actually just overextending yourself so much so that like you're lost yeah that's all mm-hmm. your I light has been so dimmed i was gonna just say um jess how can people find you yes people can find me so i'm actually working on the ultimate funnel um so you can find me on youtube i don't have anything posted there just yet um so, and all of these are like engineer of the soul. Uh, the best way that you can find me is on Instagram and I have a link tree. So that'll like take you to all these other links that I'm trying to kind of get up and going. So Instagram is my main shenanigan account, uh, engineer of the soul. You can find my business page at mindful.progression.llc. You can, and then you, if you, here's like a little like Easter egg. If you go to mindful progressions, instagram page and you look at my followed accounts there's only like 22 of them those are people that i've worked with personally healers of all different kinds of modalities from ayurveda to shadow workers meditation teachers reiki teachers masculinity coaches uh you name it uh well these are the people that i i personally would recommend uh, that I would personally be able to get in touch with, except for there's a couple of them that are just like there for entertainment purposes only. Um, right. But uh, they're really good accounts, so you should go check all those out. And um, yeah, I have a website. It's www.engineersforthemessofthesoul.com. And there is a form on there if you're interested in applying for the first round of soul engineering. It's going to be starting officially on April 1st, um, awesome. tentatively officially. Um, but yes, it's looking like April 1st is going to be our first day. And that is going to be a hybrid group one-on-one program where we meet weekly for about 90 minutes uh, over Zoom. And then every other week, we meet individually for a one-on-one 90-minute tea time session. That's TEA, Tarot Energy and Astrology Session. And we track those throughout the course. So at the end, you know, like I said, I envisioned that we'd have a retreat where we could kind of like look at how we've grown over the last 13 weeks. Um, And with that, you'll have tons of resources, meditation resources, uh, reading resources, writing exercises, all sorts of great stuff. So all of that's coming together and I would love to talk with you. So if you're more interested in any of that, uh, reach out, DM me on Instagram. I also have a guidebook. It's like a 10 page PDF on my process and program soul engineering. So if you're like, it sounds kind of interesting. I just want to read more about it. Uh, then DM me and I will be so happy to send it over to you. And yeah, yeah that's how you can find me. I'm around and I'm happy to talk. So <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, and then I also want to let people know that I have a really neat uh, tour coming up with my dear friend Grave Evidence at Grave Evidence. You can find him on TikTok, my friend Ron, and I are going to be going into 13 different locations and 
doing some supernatural experiments. So uh, we're staying the night at the Iron Island Museum as our first stop and our other locations we have not yet released. Uh, so we are still putting together the funds and our uh, finalized plans and itineraries. So that is something that is going to be so freaking awesome. I can't wait to start uh, getting into that. So you guys will have to check that out. Well, we really, you know, you got a really good thing going here, and we will definitely Thank link you. all you of the. Thank you. Uh... Thank you. Thank you. We will definitely link all your stuff down below, and we appreciate all the kind words, and we appreciate your knowledge and your perspective and your experiences Thank you. and your everything everything and we're really... i'm a lot like alice in this story i just kind of like wandering around and like being um presented with all these crazy characters and like aspects of myself that i've had to integrate one at a time and like learn how to respond to them so um i am never alone and i hope that anybody that is feeling the dark night of the soul uh, isolation they and if they're you know ready to expand then they should definitely get in touch with me. So, yes, you guys I agree. So much for having me. I appreciate you. It Absolutely, has been so lovely. We appreciate you, and yeah, it was great. Thank you so much. Tits. So, guys, what'd you think? She's fucking awesome. We love her. She's great fantastic definitely go and check her out all of her links she plugged she's got uh like she was talking about one of the things i'm looking the most forward to besides of course her retreats and stuff that's all fantastic like she's got a lot of cool things going on guys so go check her out she has openings i think she said and starting at the beginning of april so you have plenty of time to contact her if you're interested in following her program I'm personally excited about her collaboration coming up where she's going to be going to, I believe, 13 different haunted locations. It's very exciting. I can't wait to see that. But yes, let us know what you think and contact her if you have any questions. I want to go on those with her. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I want to go to a retreat. Yeah, I want to go to a retreat and get my feng shui on. Well, a lot of the retreats involve, like, some of the retreats, rather, involve hallucinogenic experiences. <laughs> oh, I don't need to do that. I mean, I already got well, that by itself. Like, I can do well. that on my own. I don't need fucking help. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I'm just saying, I don't need assistance with herbal things. Some people, like, do the whole frog thing, and they, like, you have to you hold like it down. And uh, well, they they extract it like it's extracted or whatever, and then you know you have you you purge after so long it will make you vomit. Ew. Leave yeah, it's very interesting. Alone. I'm. Well, I don't know if they actually like kill the frog. I don't know all that, but I mean, the, they've been doing it for thousands of years. I'm I gonna mean. be like that vegan teacher, but like with uh, PETA, oh and I'm just gonna say leave the animals alone. They didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> They're just people. God damn. Well, I think they used to lick the frogs maybe a couple hundred years ago. I don't, I truly don't know. But if it wasn't for the band tool and um, magical mushrooms, I probably wouldn't be where I am at today. And I don't give a fuck what nobody says about me because they know it's true too. But like, are like 
or oils in our skins get into the frog and it hurts them. So I'm pretty sure licking a frog could kill them. God made dirt. Dirt don't hurt. Frogs don't hurt. Sometimes they do. <laughs> no. They're just... Hey, if you want to get their fucking parasites in your body, fine. Uh, we have we have them already in there. They're already in our intestines and shit like that. And our stomach and bugs. They're all over. probably my problem, though, for real. Bug Yeah. <laughs> 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 bugs are already all over our body everyone it's okay we just live and like they crawl on our eyeballs and shit like, so i have it's no cool. problem with the bugs i like the bugs i studied the bugs i just i don't want to hurt things that should not be hurt we don't even know if it's hurt though we don't know what the process is so i mean maybe not we don't know if it's somebody inform us inform our uneducated asses does the frog get hurt during this I can't remember the name of it, and I probably shouldn't even say it because, yeah, but y'all, if y'all know, you know, just let us know. Let us know. But yeah, so <laughs> next time on the episode, episode 16, we're going to be talking about awakening. So, <laughs> yep. <laughs> See, look, at, it's like the frogs and everything, and then that, it was perfect. It was perfect. <laughs> around a fire all i got was a vision of us dancing around a fire with some frogs okay so um you can tits that out <laughs> i couldn't help myself <laughs> i just saw massive frogs i want a massive frog i want that one that that australian um white-bellied toad frog and he was as big as a cat and i want one. Oh my god it would eat you in your sleep no we would be friends oh my god it would stick to your body and like Ooh. you'd wake up with a stew yeah <laughs> <laughs> like stick to your body and shit and like cling to your chest okay. and then you'd probably like have some type of anaphylaxic shocks episode. no i had a frog like i had that kind of frog and it was my child, and it survived for, like, seven years. Oh, that's awesome. I had a turtle that's older than my oldest child. I have a turtle that's older than my oldest child. Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, 15. It's almost 15 years old. Animals don't deserve... I mean, we don't deserve animals. I will set, yep. I will set it backwards. We are animals. We're animals, too, okay. evidently. We're the bad kind. <laughs> that that's, can be a fair assessment. But yeah, next time on the episode, <laughs> next episode um, we're going to be talking about awakenings. So we're going to talk about our experience with our awakening and the process of awakening. We're going to try to answer some questions. And if you guys have any questions about awakenings, you can send them in. And then we're just, yeah, we're going to talk about when your eyeballs, when your third eyeball opens. It's going to be great. Spectacular. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Check us out. We have our social links down below. Check Jessica out. She's fucking awesome. And until next time, peace out. Awake a wing. <laughs> hey, if you have a haunted story you want to share, you can email us at lights at midnight podcast at gmail.com. Get in touch with us there. We'd love to hear from you. We really appreciate y'all uh, hanging around and checking it out. And yeah, thank you so much. We are super excited to bring you some super awesome content. We really appreciate you guys checking us out. Thank you to all that took the time to listen to this week's episode. Your support means the world to us. And remember, all of us have the ability to shine brightly and shed positivity, even in the darkest of places. 
Stay safe, stay well, and light it up.